Section 41 of Riverdale Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Picnic Party, Chapter 4. Josephine was not used to the woods, and she did not know which way to go to find the road. She had paid no heed to the path by which she had reached the place where the leaves were obtained. She had been so vexed and angry because her companions would not let her ride that she had not even looked to see which way they went when they left her. She sat on a stump and cried till she was tired of crying, and till she found it would not get her out of the woods. Then she got up and looked around her, but she could not tell in what direction the road lay from her. She listened and could hear no sound. It was plain that Katie and Jenny had left her alone. The solemn stillness of the forest awed her, and she was afraid to stay there, with no human being near her. Once a catbird uttered a terrible scream, and Josephine had nearly fainted with terror. She thought it must be some awful monster to make such a hideous noise, and as soon as she was able to do so, she ran away from the spot as fast as her feet would carry her. As she hastened through the bushes and over the dry leaves, a partridge alarmed by her presence, rose from the ground and flew away, making a whirring noise with his wings that made Josephine scream with terror. The poor girl wandered about for two hours in the woods till she was so tired she could walk no longer. She thought of the children in the woods and others who had been left in the forest, and she was afraid she would never see her friends again. I think she was more frightened than hurt for there was nothing in the woods that was disposed to injure her. The catbirds, the partridges, and even the snakes, if there were any there, were more afraid of her than she was of them. If they saw her, they would run away as fast as they could. Josephine sat down upon a log, and wished she had not been so angry and stubborn. She even thought it was not fair of her to ask the girls to draw her in the wagon. While she was thinking of what she had done, and wondering what would become of her, she heard footsteps in the distance, and presently one of the boys shouted her name with all his might. "'Here I am,' replied Josephine, getting up and walking in the direction from which the sound had come. In a moment she saw Frank Lee, and pretty soon half a dozen of the boys came up to the place. "'Where have you been, Josephine? We have been looking for you for more than an hour. I have been trying to find my way to the road.' "'You are ever so far from the road,' said Frank. "'Why didn't you go back with the girls? "'They wouldn't let me ride on the wagon.' "'Wouldn't they?' added her brother, who was one of the party. "'That was too bad, Josie, for you to ask them to drag you.' "'I was so tired that I did not feel able to walk,' replied Josephine, "'who wanted to give the best excuse she could. "'We won't stop to talk about it now,' added Frank. "'Father and mother have come, and you can tell them all about it, Josephine.' The boys led the way back to the picnic grounds, but Josephine was so tired she could hardly get back, and when she joined the party she was completely worn out by the fatigue and anxiety of her lonely walk. Neither Mr. nor Mrs. Lee said anything about the matter till they got home. They came in the carryall, and Josephine rode back. The rest of the children walked home, singing like larks all the way. "'You got lost in the woods, did you, Josephine?' said Mrs. Lee in the evening. "'Yes, ma'am. Those rude girls left me alone when they knew I could not find the way back,' replied Josephine, who wished to make her side of the question appear as well as she could. 
Is that the whole story, my child? asked Mrs. Lee with a smile. I wanted them to draw me in the wagon, and they wouldn't. Wasn't that asking rather too much of them? I don't know, but it was. But they needn't have left me there all alone. What could they have done? I think they needn't have left me, repeated Josephine, not very pleasantly. You insisted on going with them, though they told you they were going a long distance and you would be very tired. I don't think you can reasonably blame them. They knew I wasn't used to the woods. You told them that you wouldn't go with them unless they drew you on the wagon. You might have followed them without any difficulty. I didn't think they would leave me. I don't know what else they could do. You would not go with them, and the least they could do was to let you have your own way. I won't go with them again, pouted Josephine. They did not want you to go with them. It was only at Flora's request that they consented you should go. Josephine, you have got a bad habit which I hope you will cure before long. A bad habit, ma'am, said Josephine looking up at Mrs. Lee as though she thought it very strange that she should have a bad habit. Yes, my child, I noticed it when you first came here. It has made you very unpopular with your playmates. When I went to the picnic this afternoon, I found that nearly all the girls were glad you had left them. They all said Katie and Jenny had done just right in leaving you. It was very rude of them, said Josephine, beginning to cry. I haven't done anything to make them hate me so. I hope they don't hate you, but they don't like you. I do not wonder that they don't like you either. You may call it rude, but the girls can never like you while you try to make servants of them. Why, Mistress Lee, exclaimed Josephine. You may be surprised, but I have seen you send Flora upon a dozen errands in half an hour. I have asked her to do something for me very often, perhaps, but I only ask it as a favor. One should not ask too many favors. Now let me give you a rule which I hope you will follow. Never ask others to do for you what you can just as well do yourself. You will have to ask many favors of your friends, and they will most cheerfully confer them, if you do not ask too many. The girls said I was always asking them to do something for me, but I am sure I did not mean anything wrong, and I will try to do better. You are very polite to your playmates, added Mrs. Lee, and politeness is a good thing in a little girl, but we should be sure that it is true politeness, for there are two kinds. I never knew there was more than one kind of politeness, said Josephine. There are two kinds, one which comes from a kind heart and which is a desire to promote the happiness of others. The other kind is nothing but cunning, such as the fox practices when he wants to catch a chicken. It is selfish, put on to make others do as you wish them to do. I am afraid your politeness was somewhat of the latter kind. I am glad to know it, and I will try to do better. And she did try to do better, though she did not at first succeed. Her friends saw that she was trying to improve and they were very kind and very indulgent to her, so that before she returned to New York she was liked as well as any other little girl in Riverdale. End of section 41 End of the Picnic Party Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana